0: I want to tell you a few stories this morning, is that okay? (laughs) Um, This, uh, my name's Josh, by the way, for those that don't know, I'm part of the leadership team here, uh, and this year I'm leading students, hello students, if you're new, welcome, great to see you. Um, This um, season of church, God has called us to Go after or pursue his presence in a more intentional way, and it 's not that we ever didn 't want to do that it 's just that maybe we 've missed something of him and uh, we are going to continue going in this way until he says let 's try something different um, which I think is great, and we 've heard a lot over the past few weeks of what worship does in this place, in particular corporate worship what being with him, pursuing him, the the prophetic, all these things that help us to pursue God's presence. And uh, this morning, I want to talk to us about something that you probably have heard before, you probably have thought about before, and and I'm sure a lot of you think about often, but that is the secret place. And um, Jude, will you just pull those verses up for us? Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. See, you'll have heard this analogy, um, but the, but an iceberg. You know that iceberg analogy. Ninety percent of the iceberg is is unseen. Only ten percent is seen. And we talked a lot about his presence. How do we pursue his presence? in worship, how do we pursue his presence together, but actually something that underpins that is us individually, outside of this space, pursuing him as well. And um, I was just struck again by this invitation, Jesus describing um, what it looks like to pray to his disciples in this in this part of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And... Um, I was just really struck, and I think the um, the thing with the secret place is that it, it um, anything that's done in secret then becomes public. I had um, a few years ago when Caleb was born. I may have told you this before, but I was um, I was really um, I guess missing. I was missing my what I had deemed the secret place with God. And that had looked like two or three hours, you know, the luxury of time, um, journaling, worshipping with God and meeting God and hearing from God. And having Caleb just meant like time just shrunk. Those that have children will know what I'm talking about. And um, I was feeding Caleb one evening and I just felt like God say, I created time as grace for humans and can I not do for you In a moment, what would have previously taken three or four hours. Oh, I was just struck. Just struck. I built this construct of what I thought the secret place had to look like in order to hear deeply from God. But I was so wrong. I was so wrong. You see, what Jesus says here is he's, it's an invitation to make it happen. He wants us to to step into it. If we don't choose to go somewhere secret, to close the door, to be with God on our own, how are we ever going to hear from him? You know, people that are like, oh, I really want to hear from God. Well, like, when are you making time? When are you orientating your thoughts and thinking and hearing towards the voice of the Father? Because he's already there. In, in the ESV it says, um, pray to your Father who is already in secret. You know, I'd approach the secret place like being like, I've got to go to this place to find the Father. No, He's already there. He's already waiting for me. I don't have to muster anything up to meet with the Father. He's already in the secret place. And there's a few stories that I think are going to help us understand what being in the secret place and, and what we hide, what we hide comes out then into the public arena. So if we as a church are saying, we want to pursue God's presence, we want to meet with God, we want to encounter God, and we we tell these stories of deeply meeting with God, if we want to see that, we need to be hiding the right things in the secret place. So two stories. Joshua 6. Sorry, Joshua 2 first. So Joshua, the Israelites have journeyed out of Egypt, and a generation have wandered in the desert. They never stepped into what God had for them. And then we come to Joshua, and and the leadership's handed over uh, from Moses to Joshua. And the first chapter of Joshua, uh, Joshua basically gets this remit from God. Be strong and courageous. Go after it. Take the land. I will be everything that you need. And then the first thing, once he's kind of said this to Joshua and given him his like leadership statement almost, um, the first thing we see is that Joshua sends some spies to Jericho, the first city uh, in, the, in the new land. And he sends some spies and he says, go and spy out the land. Go and see what the city's like. Go and have a look. And, and the story of Rahab is incredible in the Bible. It's amazing. Um, Rahab was a prostitute. And the spies, I don't know how, but they went to Rahab's house. And Rahab hid them and they stayed in her house. And she hid them from the, the soldiers and the king. And God protected them in that place. And they were able to go back to the Israelites. And they said, We've got to protect. We've made this promise and this oath to Rahab. We will protect her. Um, And the story goes on. And you know the story of Jericho, God's people being obedient, worshipping, giving him glory, worshipping round the city seven times. And the city falls, but Rahab is saved. She is safe. You see, Rahab hid the right thing. Rahab hid the right thing. She hid the spies. And it says in Matthew that God will reward you for what you hide in the secret place. Well, how did did God reward Rahab? Rahab gets mentioned in the genealogy of the genealogies of Jesus in Matthew 1. She was part of the lineage of the Savior of the world. This is a broken woman, prostitute woman, who chose to hide the right things in that moment. She had a choice. She had a choice. What is she going to do in the secret place? Who is she going to hide? What is she going to hide? She hid the right things. And her reward is that she is part of the history of Jesus' lineage. One amazing just side thought. Jesus' genealogy in Matthew is incredible. There are four women mentioned. There are four women mentioned. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth. It says Uriah's wife and Mary that's five. Yeah. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Uriah's wife and Mary. It's just interesting, isn't it, that God used broken things to redeem the world. Tamar was accused of prostitution. Rahab a prostitute. Ruth, a widow. Uriah's wife, David sent Uriah to the front line to be killed so that he could hide his sin. Mary, pregnant out of wedlock. See that pattern? God using broken things. These people who chose to hide the right things. Rahab chose to hide the right thing. Mary hiding Jesus for the season until he was ready to be revealed. What are you hiding in secret that will be revealed in the right time? Now, in contrast, a word of warning. Achan, a few chapters on. Chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. So they've taken the city. God's been very clear about what to do in the city. to, To keep the plunder, to keep the treasure and bring it to him as an offering. And keep it in the storehouse. But Achan chooses to hide it under his tent. And he hides the wrong thing. He takes what wasn't given to him. He takes what wasn't meant for him. And he hid it away. And God, he basically gets burnt. Stoned and burnt, actually. Um, Because stoning wasn't enough. We'll add a little burning. Um, But he hid the wrong thing. Rahab hid the right thing. He hid the wrong thing. What are you hiding in the secret place? What are the things that you are storing up in the unseen? You know, if you, um, I love seeing our um, picture of the city and the vision, you know, to seek the welfare and prosperity of this city, to see God's kingdom come, longing for that. We saw students healed on campus this week, people drawn to Jesus, amazing stuff. I love that stuff. But that stuff is going to be directly relative to how we hide ourselves with God. He loves to bless. He loves to give us fruit. But will we be drawn into him? Will we hide ourselves in him? What we hide today can change our lives tomorrow. Rahab hid the right thing. She made the right choice in the secret place. Changed her life. Says later in this chapter that Rahab then became part of the family of Israel, drawn into him. There's an amazing verse in um, in Isaiah, um, Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48, verse 10, says this. See, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. You see, gold and silver and precious stones are refined in fire. Wood and straw are burnt up. Are we hiding the right things? Because one day... We're not going to have any of our jobs and money and homes and friendships and the things that we, that we can hold dear. And that's not wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong. But if we're not storing up treasure in heaven, if we're not spending time in the secret place, those things are just going to be worthless and burn up. This verse is amazing because actually what the way that those, that stuff is tested and... and um, the, the way that the gold comes out in our lives is through the testing and affliction in fire. The last year of my life has been the hardest in my life, if I'm honest. Been the hardest. I've had counselling for the first time and just processing loads of stuff in my life that I just wasn't um, okay about. And, and I was kind of defensive and offended at people I wasn't operating in the way that God intended me to. And I had to seek help for that. And it was really good. Honestly, I can highly recommend it. If you're able to have counseling, do. Um, But it was really, really hard. And there was a moment where God just said, let me refine you. Let me refine you. In the struggle and in the hardship, let me refine you. And honestly, he has. He has. And I, I long for him to continue to do that. Those times of testing and struggle, those times of hardship, when we don't feel like, you know, like Amanda. Years of depression. What does it look like for God to refine you and sharpen you and purify you in those moments? What are you hiding? What are you doing in the secret place that means when it comes into the public place, it's the right thing? How is God going to reward you because of what you're doing in the secret place? What would it look like if we as a, a church, we as a people, God's body, were people who pursued his presence in the quiet as well as the loud, in the big and the small? What does it look like for you? We're all busy, we lead busy lives, but what does it look like to, to fight for time, to fight, to have a moment with God where we're still and quiet? And we go into the secret place, and he is there. I have an amazing chair. Beth gave me a chair for my 30th, and it's a wing-back leather chair with a footstool. And it is amazing. Please come and try it out. It is amazing. For those that have, they'll know. Um, It carries a weight. Um, I sit in that chair, and I'm there. I'm there with God. And sometimes I don't get to close the talk as Caleb comes running in or I hear Tabitha. But in those moments, what does it look like? What does it look like to, sh- to sharpen ourselves in the secret place? Be a people who pursue his presence, not just in the public, but also in the quiet and the secret. The, um, I'll just tell you one more story. Um, I learned to surf at university and um, I now love surfing, but I don't, I don't get to go that often. And um, I uh, had learnt to surf so I could stand up and go forwards, but I was uh, beginning to get a bit better and kind of go across a wave, turn on a wave, and um, one of my friends said, let's go out and we'll go and try some slightly bigger, more powerful waves and we'll see if we can get some speed up for you and we'll see if we can... Um, you know you can begin to take the next step in surfing, and um, my friend at the time um, he had he had a board that was quite flashy now he had made this board himself he 'd put um, an eagle rising from the ashes coming out in flames on the top, and it was very bright, red and yellow and orange, and it was very flashy and everyone looked at the board and it looked like one of those impressive ones now. When I took the board, it was a bit like all the gear, no idea. That was, that was kind of what was going on. But this board, you know, he'd spent years kind of making it look really smart and amazing. And, um, and I took this board out, and there's this place called Porth Cariad uh, in Wales. Uh, I went to Bangor University in Wales. And um, it's, uh, it's basically got a, a cliff face on one side. So the, the swell comes into one side, hits the cliff face, and then it creates this, like, when the swell's good, it's big, like this big, heavy wave. And, uh, these waves were like over my head, like seven, eight foot. And, um, I'm not six foot by the way, but they were seven, eight foot. And, um, they were coming over my head, like jacking up like this. But then the lip, the lip of the wave was about two foot thick. So you, if you hit, if the lip hits you, you are gone. You're pinned to the floor, you're gone. So I paddle out the back and I'm sitting there waiting, nervous on my friend's board. And, um, I'm like right it's time let's go paddle 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 pop up that means jump up on the board um take off down the wave crash just feel this heavy weight on the back on on my back just hit hit my back slams me into the floor and I'm pinned down for I don't know it felt like felt like hours but probably 10 seconds or something and um I pop up and and um it, when you're surfing, you have your the leash is attached to your foot, so you can. If you get pinned down, you can pull it, and the, the surfboard is buoyant. It snapped. The leash had snapped, and I I was stuck in the water. I managed to come out, swam to the shore, coughing, spluttering. Looked to the surfboard in pieces, in pieces. It snapped. The first time I'd taken my friend's board out, it was snapped in pieces. And um, I was gutted, I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And um, this guy um, surfed in, really, really calm, collected. This older guy, um, maybe 50, 50 years old, called James. And we knew him from the break, uh, this this beach break, because he was like, he lived locally, he'd, he'd just go. Every time there was a big swell, he'd be out, and he was an amazing surfer. And he said, um, he said, oh so gutted for you, so gutted for you, why don't you have a go on my surfboard, now who does that, they've just seen someone smash up a surfboard, um, but he was like, no, you, you haven't got my surfboard, um, and he'd seen me surf, he'd seen me kind of learning to surf, we, we, we chatted a little bit, didn't know him that well, and um, he hands me a surfboard, I was like, no, 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 I can't, like, I'll snap it, you know, I, I, like, I can't, he said, no, you can You can. I've seen you practice. I've seen you learn. Take my board. And I was like, what? I'm not taking that. I was like, did you get this from a tip? This was like stained and rubbish. It was like just the worst board. and he was like, "No, no, no! You'll be fine. It's it's all right for you." So so I go out and um, I managed to catch a wave. It wasn't glamorous at all. Managed to catch a wave and and had a couple of surfs with his board. And, and I said, "Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, this board was amazing. It felt really steady under my feet and amazing." And um, I said, "What? You know, where did you get it?" He was like, "I've ma- I made this board. And basically, over years, he'd picked the right material." in the hidden place you can see where this is going he picked the best foam the best fiberglass it had no flashy images on the surfboard it had a strong leash every every time since that moment i saw him surf he waxed and oiled the surfboard every time cleaned it as soon as he got out of the water he cleared off the wax oiled the surfboard i've never seen that done before cleaned it all up he spent time on the right things Now the other guy, my friend, I looked at his board and we looked at it with with James. And James was like, that is a cheap board. Like That was never going to last. Whereas this old, battered, bruised and broken surfboard did last. And I'm sure to this day, James is probably still surfing that wave. He tended to the right things in the hidden place. We have to do the same. How will you go... Uh, and be with the Father, who's already there. He's already waiting. We don't have to muster anything up to get into the secret place. He says, come into the Holy of Holies. Come and be in deep friendship with me. So often we think he's far off. He's not. He's waiting. He's waiting. What is your secret place? Where's that place that you'll hide with him? Go into a room, shut the door and hide yourself with the Father. Be in that place and be refined by the fire. In the struggle and the hardship, let him refine you. Rest with him so that when it comes to the public place, we're all going there anyway because we've already done it in the secret place. You want to be a church that pursues God's presence? That's where it starts. That's where it starts, in the secret place, in the hidden things, in the unseen now, I don't get it right all the time, but I love the secret place now. I love being alone with him. Can I encourage you to do the same? Can I encourage you to do the same? I want. Um, we're going to respond now, so if the band could, um, could come up. We're just probably going to sing one more song because time is getting on, but um, just this sense that we need to be a people that say yes to choosing the secret place and um one of the things that i'd like us to do is if you want to be someone that chooses the secret place or you um want to begin to step into the secret place would you just come forward now we don't we don't need music for this so if you want to be someone that is going to choose to be proactive in the secret place would you just come forward now There's, uh, there's nothing special about the front. I'm just going to say that. So if you want to respond where you are, that's okay too. Um, just sometimes taking a step of faith can really help um, the journey. So um, wherever you are, respond. Um, I just had the sense that um, for those that have responded, uh, we need to take off our shoes. So if you're willing, you don't have to, but if you're willing, just take off your shoes um, to symbolize being in the holy place to symbolise your willingness to let your feet go into the secret place, to hide with him, to rest with him, to be with him. Um, I'd love the rest of us to stand. We're just going to sing together. Um, But as we sing, please could the ministry team just come and minister to these guys. Just come and bless what God's doing. I pray that us as a body would fan into flame the secret place. That we would be people that are refined in the fire, in the struggle, in the hardship because of the secret place. I pray that we would be a body in Sheffield who love and long for the secret place. Would you raise a corporate hunger in us to be with you in the stillness and in the quiet, God? Come and change our hearts. Father, we give you our time. We give you the secret place. Teach us how to be with you in that place. Teach us how to protect our time. Just pray, come Holy Spirit now. If you're not responding now, just pray, come Holy Spirit, for these guys that God would really meet with them and touch them. Just pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We're going to use worship To help us respond now. Let's sing together.